Hi, I'm Bill Lawrence. I'm the writer, creator of this silly show. Um, and uh, I'm going to try my hand at doing commentary here. Right here, this scene, by the way, was hours of us trying to figure out what looked the funniest with shaving cream. I did that. Very proud. There's about 20 outtakes of him in uh, different shaving cream. That's downtown L.A. And four years of pre-med. You'll see this. Uh, there's an extra in the front here with his hand hurt in a big basketball jersey, who is uh, a buddy of mine that's in the first and last episode every year. It's so weird watching the first season for me because, uh, first of all, everybody looks so young. And secondly, like the big worry of all networks about single camera shows is that they weren't funny enough, and that's why people didn't respond to them. So we threw in sound effects and whip pans. And that guy in the back with his overacting with his hurt wrist is uh, my best buddy since I was like 21. He can't even play somebody with a wrist injury well. really focus on patient care. The hospital doesn't want to be sued. Being sued is not a good thing. Hey, Turk. So, you know. I think right here, too, we laughed because Sam and I, Sam plays the lawyer, Ted, wrote uh, surgery plus alcohol equals no no. In college, we roomed together in med school. Hell, we even got accepted by the same hospital. Here's the thing Tupac, DMX, Dr. Dre, and most of their songs. Bill Lawrence, that's my stage name. The, uh, you'll find even in this uh, episode, like anybody besides the regulars are all buddies of ours, and then the people that stayed around are the people that we thought made people laugh a little bit, so they got to stay for the next five years. We call them the B team. Finally, doctors, if there, there we go. We just randomly wrote that joke on the board. Of course, if the patient is deceased. Sam's a buddy of mine, and he does not look this horrible in real life. And uh, his biggest nightmare is when we gave him this part, we make him wear these clothes, and we spray him down with fake flop sweat. And his mom lives in rural Vermont, and when we, uh, when the show came on, instead of calling up and saying she liked it, she called up and said that he looked ill. I encourage you all to think of me as your safety net, because I promise you, Ken Jenkins, by the way, if you put if you have a TiVo and you put his name on it, your TiVo will explode in two days. He's been in nine thousand movies. Apparently, we're all twelve. I love Pac-Man. This is weird the, watching the pilot because we originally thought at the beginning that Sarah's character Elliot was going to be kind of a uh, hard-ass bitch and uh, intimidating and turn out that it would like uh, uh, you know be a total front to try and get through stuff but uh, uh, we ended up deciding that that's not very likable and we'd just make her more neurotic so you can see that there's still some elements because we couldn't go back and reshoot him of her being kind of bitchy and scary in this and then she kind of completely changes uh, in the second episode She's a sport for anything, though. She wants to do the gratuitous slow motion butt shot the first day she was here at work. Hey! Are we, like, racing? Yes. Please, I'm not that desperate. <laughs> I'm the big fan of the coffee over the face. That's what sells the joke. It's also fun now that Zach Braff's a big giant movie star. Uh, I knew that uh, I made him at one point in his life pork cold coffee on his face ten times in a row. 
So you do a lot of cardio, or? <laughs> How they read, John Dorian? Great. One, I am your resident doctor. And about Schmidt, this guy was uh, Jack Nicholson's uh, replacement. You ever notice how quickly some people make an impression? He always. I'm a tool. There you I'm go. A tool. I'm a tool. He always plays this character, and he always plays it well. Yeah. yeah. Finally, these are your beepers. From now on, they control your entire life. Okay. Thanks. Move it. Back to today. That's us cutting around. That's when we realized. What this is when I first knew Zach was a good female. Uh, female, a good uh, physical comedian. Maybe I meant female physical comedian. I don't know. He's not here. We'll talk later. Carla, can I ask you a personal question? Do you spray the perfume? Uh, all the medical stuff and what it's like to be in the first day. I was lucky because the the real J D, who I think is on the DVD, gave me all these stories. He was afraid to do uh, IVs at one point. He was a uh, uh, he had nurses do. I shouldn't be saying that he was a horrible doctor. The guy has patients now, for goodness sakes. He was always great. It's a little insensitive. Mistake. This was back when we would do thunder claps. We would do head whips when everybody turns their head really quick. You'll hear that a lot. And then all the writers used to mock me by any time someone spoke, they'd go. Eisenhower was a sissy. That's the only time that John didn't say something foul. Usually he said Eisenhower was a, and then something incredibly nasty. Whenever I'm in the room, you're definitely not allowed to talk. Now, Dr. Dorian, can you tell me what ailment most often I think I'm going to love rounds. It's like being on a game show. What is uremia? That's my boy. Hey, nice clean job on the Foley catheter. <laughs> I had a nurse do it. Since a Foley catheter is in your penis, I thought it was funny that that extra looked down and nodded as if it was a great job. A whole lot. Dr. Reed, you're late. I got puked on. You're off the hook if you can tell me what to look for in a uremic patient. Anyway, I'm going for it. <clears throat> Infection? That's my girl. <laughs> Moving on. I knew the answer. I'm sure you this did. was reshot to make her seem nice and not bitchy. Oh, I know, yeah. Good. But thanks. If there's anything I can ever do for you, just... You could let me take you... To and for some reason, I think Sarah thought that she would be very smart if she had glasses in this one. And... I defy anybody that likes scrubs to ever see her wearing glasses again on the show. What she said. Why not? Daddy, why did you marry me? This is, if anybody pays attention, this is shot on the set of my wife and kids. You screwed my brains out. You're the man. This marks the first of 1,000 times that we had Sarah lose her shirt. What the hell are you doing? Did you actually just... Now, we had to reshoot this because that nice older lady there, every time she came in, uh, uh, had her eyes open, even though she was supposed to, and we never noticed because we're silly producers. So we had to do that three times after the fact. But and under no circumstances do you to compromise... There, she's got her glasses on in the background now when she didn't before. Now she's got no glasses. Glasses again. She's putting them on very quickly. So I don't overstate it. Dead lady in the back wearing glasses. It's, by the way, it's the one thing I told her. I'm like, you don't have to speak. Just pretend to be dead and don't wear your glasses. No glasses. This isn't really what I expected. Most of my patients are older. No glasses. This is driving me insane. I can't even hear the words. All I can see is her glasses again. No glasses. 
advances that keep people alive who should have died a long time ago, back when they lost... Oh, I'm, a, I'm a bad producer. Your job is to stay sane enough... These guys knew this backwards and forwards because this is the scene that they both uh, rehearsed with. I mean, not rehearsed, auditioned with to get the part. What? Do we think we should be talking about this in front Her? She's dead. Write this down, If you push around a stiff... Nobody will ask you to do anything. That's what a doctor really told me once when I was doing interviews. Fair enough. You want some real advice? Glasses. If they find out the nurses are doing By the way, John likes the uh, the power move of elbows up. Look for it. You can count it about a thousand times the uh, first year. No glasses. Okay, Bambi, here's Mrs. Lenzer's talk screen. I wonder if Turk's having the same experience I am. I am such a stud. One of the things we became obsessed with that not a lot of shows do do is uh, writing monologues for people. And the people that we used to give them to all the time were Johnny C. and uh, Judy. And Judy, uh, her entire audition to get this part was the monologue coming up. And she nailed it. I think she does it just as well here. It's a little deep. Yeah, we never got to talk about the apartment. I want to see Rob Maschio is one of my oldest friends. He's a stand-up comic. He plays the Todd. He is also dangerously close to actually being this person. And like that, I was back in high school. You see, surgical interns, they're all slice them and dice them. They're the jocks. And the, uh, I, I, I didn't know my own pilot. Carl's monologue comes up later. But this is something that, that Rob Maschio still thinks is funny, right there. I just have bad gas. What are you testing me for? We need to know if your gas could be harmful to others. I named this guy... Talk to him. I named this guy Mr. Bursky because I knew I was planning on killing him, and Todd Bursky is my best friend from college, and I knew that would annoy him to no end. I can't name characters, so everybody's actually named after somebody I know. It's Neil Flynn. I'm, I'm waiting for someone. Guys, uh, fantastic. We didn't know this was going to be a regular. Just thought it was going to be every time I've had a job in my life, the first day someone screwed with me for no reason. Did you stick a penny in there? No, I was just making small talk. If I find a penny in there, I'm taking you down. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it kills him that just from that one scene he became eventually one of our favorite characters and somebody that uh, was a regular on the show. He has a line later in the show, but he made it up and just said it when I wasn't looking. We shot this dummy getting pancaked by a truck out in the valley at about two in the morning and we were all drinking wine out of big plastic cups. Right here. That's my girl, patient number two. The director got mad because that last shot was a horrible shot, but Zach was just riffing. I thought it was funny. This is something that uh, the real JD actually did and he had to stitch the person up. Now just suck out the he couldn't stop their stomach from leaking. Every story he told me was incredibly disturbing and disgusting. Why couldn't I do that? I hated him at that moment. I think we may have exaggerated for comedic effect. Just a little too big. Oh, you think? What's going on down there? Nothing, ma'am. This is totally normal. So are you gonna are you gonna move your stuff in or what? That's why I came by. I think it's better if we both branched out a little. What do you think? It's very weird because as we move forward, we realize like 
We really filled the rooms with sound and used music cues a lot more. So what's it like being a young hot shot? This used to be the second half of that scene that you saw before when he was talking to him and we cut it in half so that the pace would keep going. Really disappointing. Movies nowadays have too many special effects. Yeah, that was pretty much my point. This was the most disturbing, creepy hospital. Someone's heart fails, they beep everyone. The first doctor in has to run the room till everyone... The sad part is that when we said we needed a deserted, uh, a deserted uh, teaching hospital to shoot this in, there's about 20 to choose from because the medical system in America is, is, uh, is uh, down the tubes. This gentleman here, screaming, claims to be, and backed it up with proof, the agony of defeat guy from the Wild World of Sports opening credits, the one that goes over that jump and then does a ridiculous cartwheel onto his face. And he had pictures and articles about it. So his two claims to fame are that one joke and uh, having been embarrassed on national television for 10 straight years. Thanks. Our date is, is totally canceled. <laughs> Oh man, it's weird watching this. It's slowly made, making me hate myself. One, I tried to lock Elliot in that supply closet and she kicked me. It's cool though how much shows change, I think. Um, don't you, Bill? I do. I do think that, Bill. That is the first time those two kissed. Lose the clothes. I heard that Turk was going to move in with Todd. This is creepy, but it always made me laugh. Damn, this is hot. This also in the first episode, we didn't do the big flashes in and out of his fantasy, and uh, we changed that not because I made any giant stylistic decision, but because my mom said it confused her. I'll call you, okay? Give me a big ah. Uh. A big boy ah. Uh. Uh. Turk practically had sex in the on-call room. You realize, of course, I have no idea who Turk is, but good for him. You see, Billy, it turns out that sex is life-affirming. What do you say, champ? You got a urine sample in there for me? But I just did five minutes ago. I know you did. Here's Getting the... kids to say anything is, uh, I honestly, I wish that I could just build a uh, realistic looking kid robot and I could change his hair week to week. Why are you here? That was a good little kid. You're a good kid. You're worried about being on call tonight, aren't you? Yeah. Look. Worst case scenario. Although, if you set a stopwatch, this kid is taking the quickest pee of all time. The rest of your life, but that is the absolute worst case scenario. Come on, Millie, look, just have one of the things I really liked about the pilot. We cast Zach because, uh, uh, you know, his character is uh, uh, playing somebody that's completely in over his head, being asked to be responsible for huge things at work. And as an actor, Zach was a, a total neophyte with no real credits being asked to carry a TV show. So I thought he kind of really carried that into the pilot really well. He looks terrified throughout. And I think he actually is, but it was important for the part, too. Of course, why not put a break of sound effect there? I'm an idiot. I spend every second of my life either here or taking care of The cool of thing about uh, DVD commentaries, it gives you a, a fantastic opportunity to hate yourself. This is a good speech, though. And my thong? I happen to think it makes my ass look good. And some days, I need to feel good about something around here. And you judge me? Well, guess what? Word does get around Ms. Out for herself. So you can dump on everyone here if you want, but you will not hurt me. 
She's. I'm still a little scared of Judy, even though I'm technically her boss. Aloma right there. She had like uh, two uh, lines in the uh, in the pilot, uh, but she became uh, Nurse Roberts just because her attitude killed us. Hey, champ. And it was the first year too. Uh, we were so caught up in this thing that Dr. Kelso would always pretend to be this great, gregarious, nice guy and call people either sport champ or sweetheart. And then when he gets mad, he he gets he gets uh, he shows his true side. But you can also spot here uh, every show that I've ever written. I'm a nerd about uh, I'm a nerd about trying to put the title of the show in somebody's speech so you know what it's supposed to mean. And Scrubs is supposed to have a double meaning. Um, well, you'll see it later, but uh, Scrubs is supposed to have a double meaning, and Ken eventually uses it, because Scrubs are like the substitutes, you know, and the, the people that aren't that good, and also what they wear. This montage is how Adam Bernstein, the director, got the job, because really I was just looking for a director to come in and tell me, uh, we really tried to line up the words to each part here, but uh, uh I really wanted the directors to come in and say, basically, I'm going to do whatever you want me to do and not mess things up. Adam said that, but he also said he was going to do this montage, which at the end ended with a shot of the world moving really quickly around uh, Zach and Zach moving really slow. It sold me. Every time I... I need to see you in Mr. Bursky's room. Are you flirting with me? This is when I kill my college friend. You are, aren't you? He crashed. The attending thinks it was a pulmonary. Yeah, it always bothered me. No way I wanted this just to be, you know, kind of a stark, you know, emotional, like, real moment. And I think to sell it to the network, I had to put in the obligatory, it's a sad part, sad part song in the background. <laughs> so sad part, it's such a sad thing happening in the background. Whatever, you do what you have to, right? This is Tim Hobart's little brother who is now Lonnie on the show if you're a fan. He was the pizza guy back here in the first pilot episode, and now he's uh, a USC film student and practically a uh, regular recur character. It's a good thing they make surgical masks, because if they didn't... But we cut most of his lines here. But you know what? He's become a character later, and we're pretty okay. anal about continuity, so if, if you had seen him more, it would have been messed up. You need me? Anyway, let's come and check up on We didn't do a lot of jokes and voiceover in the pilot either. We just used it as a way to get out pipe, cause uh, we, me, cause you know, you can just have somebody say what they're feeling instead of show it. It's an unbelievable cheat. It makes writing a lot easier. Here, this is Neil Flynn making this up. I'm watching you. He was supposed to just stand there. Since then, I don't think he's ever said anything that was in the script. He just says what he wants to. How are you holding up? Ah, there he is, my safety net. I saw that you're still pushing to put Mrs. Pratt on the transplant list. Bad this was a disgusting hospital. Look at that couch. It looks like someone urinated on there about 30 seconds ago. And it's entirely possible. Okay. Uh, did you ask the Bursky family for permission to do an autopsy? 
they're still in there with them, so. It's a teaching hospital, son. You gotta ask. Just tell him you can't see Mr. Bursky again. He'll understand. Sir, do you you think I could skip just And here comes the title of the show reference. Sport. See? Every story needs a good guy. In fact Ken's this nice guy in person, so he was able to suck people in. And uh and then he really scared me when he did this part. Doctor Do you not realize that you're nothing but a large pair of scrubs to me? For God's sake, the only reason I carry this chart around is so I can pretend to remember your damn names. Now look, if the patient has insurance, you treat them. If they don't, you show them the door. And if somebody dies, you get the autopsy. You get it by rounds tomorrow morning or I'll be scratching That's your weird that I'm, uh, I'm afraid of most people. But I'm uh, especially afraid of Ken when he turns to his dark side stuff. And he is just the nicest, crunchiest, down-home dude. I don't get it. If he's the jerk... Then who's the good guy? Car accident, crashed in the elevator on the way up. We gotta relieve the pressure in his chest. JD, do it. That guy on the slab there is a musician in Zach Braff's stand-in. Chest soup tray. You know. And uh, uh, he laughed a couple of times, ruining a bunch of this stuff. You can do this. I think mostly because there were strange people touching his nipples. Or lose him. Give me the tube. I played with that fake scalpel for a long time. It's very fun to be able to slice and make blood appear. Can't get it through the pora. Well, don't be gentle. Get it in there. Okay, connect it, please, Carla. Normal rhythm. No <laughs> way. Hey, it's a piece of cake. It's your patient. John McGinley made the decision right here that he was never going to touch Zach Braff. He said that this guy would never give him a pat on the back and actually physically touch him. And uh, I think he's only broken that rule once or twice when Zach's dad died. And uh, Zach's, not Zach's real dad, when Zach's uh, uh, TV dad died, who unfortunately was John Ritter and really passed away. If you're talking about getting the Bursky autopsy, I already called the family for you and they said fine and thank you and I'm sorry. Didn't say that last part, but I did. You know, it's weird. It's just watching this this one time. I can, I so lived with it. I could recite every single word. And that moment wasn't in the script. Her really giving a, a smooch, and it started us down a road of having to, on some level, do the will there, won't they thing that we kept trying to put to bed for the next three years. But what the hell? The most important thing is that I got through my first three days without looking like a complete idiot. Is that makeup on the glass? Yes, it is. I'm the man. So weird, the shaving cream thing. I wish there was the other hundred cuts. Some of them were foul. The song Zach Braff found became our theme song. Um, uh, the band also, uh, you know, the, the guy Chad Fisher, uh, who's the lead singer of, of the band and, and wrote the song, uh, uh, also became... Uh, uh, the uh, kind of the producer for a lot of our other musical acts. That's it.